You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome to the All In Podcast. The podcast that brings you a new perspective on the dentist. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Ooh. You know, you know. Hold on, hold on, Blake. I was because we had a conversation earlier about kind of expanding the topics of this podcast. I was going to say and life, and I screwed it all up. So let's try one more time. Welcome to the All In Podcast, the podcast that brings you a new perspective on life from yes. people who know nothing about it. I'm Shane McElroy, and I'm here with Blake McClellan. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up? Quarantine day fifty-seven. We're keeping that first screw up too, just to make you feel better about yourself. Might as well. I mean, you know, don't don't waste good content. Never, never. We yeah, never. And we're not alone. We're not alone. And no, we're we are not. Up. We're changing everything up. Quarantine's got us going crazy. So we're gonna just go <laughs> ahead and just no intro, no talking. Just gonna roll right into our guest being here. So welcome to our guest, Dr. Rob Ritter. What? What? How are you, Rob? What? 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 You know Ritter what? No, I'm calling BS. Though. His hair looks a little too. It, your hair looks too good to be uh, quarantined for this long. You're yeah. sneaking out. Well, you know what? what I got. Well, what happened was I got a haircut right before the quarantine, so it's it's going to get a little unruly in the next couple of days. But for right now, um, <laughs> it, it's hanging in there. I'm trying to emulate my man crush, Rob Lowe. Quite <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> you look pretty good. good. You look pretty good. I don't know. That's not bad. Well, you know, he's always been my man crush because he's exactly my age. But he's had the Hollywood life that I always wanted. I mean, that guy, <laughs> that guy was, if you see him now, it's unreal. I mean, I don't know who he's paying, but. He's well, it's player. like round two. So he's, he has, the, he had the first round of his life where he's young and good looking. And now that he's much older and still good looking, he's now doing another, you know, world tour. And he's still just the hot dad now instead of the hot. Uh, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. Shane doesn't have that problem. <laughs> no. It's okay. Uh, I was watching on, I was re-watching, I saw it a couple years ago and watching it again, is the Comedy Central Roast of Rob Lowe. It oh, is yeah, one of the good. funniest roasts, and it's so good. It's, it's just, I love the intelligence of the people who are, who are roasting. They, they really put, think, you know, they put thought into it, they're thinkers. And if you're up on references and you're really into what goes on every day, it's fantastic. It really yeah. is fantastic. you got to have a and, thick and skin, though. And that would be brutal, though, to go up there knowing you're going to get grilled. Like the Donald Trump one was brutal. I oh, mean, they, some of those were just ruthless. Oh, they are. The Justin they Bieber are. one, like, changed the path of his oh. career. <laughs> oh, yeah. It did. It did. We, we should have dental. I, I like that. We should I, was about, I was about to say that. It's like, so, so, Rob, I'm not sure if you're aware. So last night I recorded, we're gonna, I want to do these, like, parody things uh, and put them on implant compare call implant comparities. So we did Japariody. Uh, last night with uh wong walton and putterman ended up being pretty funny pretty good um so when will that go up is that up now can we see that or it's not up yet i'm finishing editing it so oh great uh, i look forward to he had a nice pencil mustache it was beautiful man i can't grow one in real life but i can grow one on my wife's makeup Pretty good. Pretty good. I actually like the way it looked too. If I could do it, I would. But did you have a Did you have a pointer like a um, like a Gene? What was that guy? Gene Rayburn had on uh, Match is. Game. Oh yeah. Oh, that no, no, that's a good is that idea. the guy that would kiss every uh, guest? No, that was Richard. That was Richard Dawson on oh, Family okay. Feud. <laughs> he yeah. would like kiss the wife right in front of him. He's like, ah. <laughs> well, if this goes well, I think we should do like a bunch of different ones. I just think just for entertainment's sake, as long as people like it, it's fun. Uh, but like a roast would be a really good one. Anything but a webinar right now, right? Like I think we've seen enough. <laughs> Is everybody webinared out? Oh, oh my God. Gosh. I'm almost virtual happy hour out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. I know we talked about having another one, but it's like. And that's with liquor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Blake the other night, like I forgot one was scheduled. He's like, "Hey, you gonna get on this?" I'm like, "Okay, I'll go drink." Like annoyed about it, and it's like, <laughs> "What am I doing?" The monotony it's of like everything else. When you, yeah. you're funny, when you think about it, hey, did you see the? Okay, it's like everything else, right? That you think you really want to do this, then you do it over and over again. You realize mm, maybe I didn't want to do it as much as I thought I really wanted to. There was yeah. a story on the internet. I posted it of this couple that got stuck in the Maldives. Have you seen this? I saw I that. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th that's crazy. 
it, if you really read the story, it's it's my life. I've always wanted to leave on a, and live on a desert island or out right. you know, away from everybody. Because I'm, you know, at times you're sick of it all. Then you quickly realize after what they've been going through, that may not be the solution. Well, I'm think about for. that. You got a teacher and a butcher. Okay, <laughs> they don't make that much money, and it's cost them seven hundred fifty euros a day. Yes. Yeah. Know. What was it? Ten thousand a private uh, just to, to charter a plane out of there, and it was going to no, go to like no, one hundred and forty thousand. One hundred. Uh, that's right, 140. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Between like 40 people. Well, there was, like, there was an update to the story. That. Yeah. There was an update to the story. They got moved to a different resort where there were about 100 people and they were chartering somebody. One of the governments was chartering a plane to fly down there to pull the 100 people out. That would get them back to, it might have been South Africa. That was South Africa. Back to the United States. Yeah. So they're probably thinking, look, I got no choice. We can't. What are we going to do? We we got no other way to get out of here. But again, the thinking—if you read the story—these people every day would walk the beach by themselves. Yeah, they had eighteen people waiting on them for lunch. When they would take a sip of water, they filled up the glass. I mean, the people working there were <laughs> going out of cool. their minds too. Yeah, I mean, it's really—it's it, almost well. It's it's, it's a fast forward into marriage, right? It's like. Oh, by the way, let's slam you together way long and all by yourselves for a really long time. See how this is going to go, like right off the bat. Well, you know what everybody's saying? Nine months from now, the divorce rate and the birth rate are going to spike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like you, you think about like dating right now. One of my buddies is dating. He's just like getting into Tinder and all that stuff. And he's like, it's kind of weird right now because you got you go straight into this real serious relationship. If you like each other, like, hey, you want to quarantine up, I guess, and just you know hang out. <laughs> now we're married. A lot now, of Zoom uh, chats. Well, <laughs> I would think that I would think that catfishing is skyrocketing right now too, right? Don't you think a lot of people just, having these phony relationships? I never, I never oh understood gosh. that from the the catfish <laughs> side. Like, what's the point? I guess, I don't know. It'd be pretty weird. They're sending copious amounts of money and they're in love with these people. They've never met them. And it turns out it's not even a woman half the time. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> oh, the, it's just, it's That's only happened weird. to Blake a handful of times, right? Like, yeah, after the fifth time, my he, was, he, he was on. That was it. my 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dating <laughs> after much newer than. Well, you're not that a chick. You're not a chick. <laughs> Nah, screw it. Let's go. <laughs> Every dental meeting in Vegas, and it just was like, uh, got me again. <laughs> yeah, when it's when it's fifty bucks, dude, that's too low. You don't want to, you don't want that. <laughs> I just kept calling the cars they give you. You know, they're on the street. They just look so convenient. You know, <laughs> this doesn't look like you. <laughs> I gotta show you this. I've been showing this to everybody. See my, can you see it? Oh, get, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I miss Game of Thrones, man. With all like, the house sigils on there, too. So you can tell that was a real big If fan. you haven't seen that, this is the perfect time to watch that Uh-oh, series. Oh, the whole damn thing. Except for the last <laughs> season. Just don't watch yeah, the last don't even season. Do it. Just, yeah, just make it up in your mind. Yeah, yeah, actually, wait for the book to come out, right? Because otherwise, it'll ruin it for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they did a good job of that on their own. That was just yeah. that, uh, the producers, you know. I you love know that I show people, too. All the, it was such a great show for the first five seasons. It was, it yeah. was, it was no redeeming factor out of it. It was just entertaining. But those two guys ran out of source material when they didn't have the books to follow. Yeah, you could see what happened. It just it wasn't it, their story. They didn't write it, so they're just trying to well, make. You're not going to make it up. As good. The guy, right? They sat down with the guy, and the guy gave him two pages of notes and said, "Go with it." That's hard to do. No. Yeah. And then all the yeah, you had so much spreading out of all the seasons of the storylines and everything. And then like the last season, it was like five seasons crammed into one. And and they they just forgot half the storylines that were like the most interesting. Like, where's the Night King like from? Like, oh let, don't worry about it. Oh, let's just kill him really easily, really fast, and then it's over. It's like, well, wait, we built up for years on this, and like you're just gonna end it like that sucks but well, Only, like the bloody wedding was pretty good though that, that was, was great that was that one of the best be, finales right that had to be the well that had to be the red wedding might have been the most shocking of any of the episodes right of, yeah and, and maybe in television history like that's got to be up there i don't know what's it was it was unbelievable you couldn't believe it people were crying at watching that thing Right. I mean, yeah. it was really, the, it was like you were afraid to love a character because you're like, well, Rob, Rob's going to be the king. Like Rob's, that's the guy. Right. The whole story's basically around the, oh, he's dead. His head, he's dead. He's gone. So it's just it, like, it taught us all a lesson. Don't get ever too attached to these characters because anybody can kill them off at any time. I was so worried about Tyrion all the time because I relate a lot to him <laughs> because he's a smart ass and he's really little. 
you know, and he's not very strong. So that's my dude right there. Tyrion's my man. One of the best. I mean, he might've been the best character on the entire show, right? But he's, he's maybe the best actor in that whole thing because you forget that he's an act, like he became that character. Correct. So yeah, good. you just, you completely bought into it. The only thing I will say about the last episode was, and then we can get into dentistry at some point. Yeah, whatever. I don't know if, <laughs> if we do, are, we, we, do. Don't, we don't have to do that either. We moved on to Star Wars then. Um, the, the thing was, if you noticed, she never actually got to sit on the Iron Throne. Did you notice no. that? Yeah, I knew that. Oh, that was the wow. whole point of the. They did film that well, where she was so close and right about to she, get on. She it. was standing. She was walking around the chair, and she put her hand on it. She was about ready to sit down, and then Jon Snow walked in, and she kind of turned around. It stopped her from her flow of sitting down. So I she did like actually that. Actually, never got that. Was actually probably the best part of the entire episode. Yeah. Now that. It really was like just so close, so close, and nope. So, so close, the symbolism of all that. All right, can we move on to Star Wars then? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that all day, too. I mean, I, honestly, I've rewatched so many Star Wars movies through this. Uh, okay, so I surprised I have a lightsaber right I got, I got two Star Wars things for you. All right. Let's see it. Three I got a baby one. Yoda upstairs from Knife. <laughs> oh, yeah, the 3D printed one. You have Anakin oh, and Luke's nice. lightsaber, though? Not, not, Is that not the, the expensive one. one. It's the expensive one. So I've got the video game one where it's like the hologram. We got that. Oh, you do that. Yeah. Looks, with the, with the, um, yeah, that's incredible. I'm sure it's that's really incredible, good. isn't it? We got I'm a odd man so, out over here. I don't have the lights yeah, here. So my dad oh. found those. Those things originally were like 150 bucks. My dad found them at some like outlet thing. He was like, they're 20 bucks each. I'm like, just buy six of them and I'll pay you back. And get where, them where do you get them from? Where? He was some random like secondhand store that like they were overstocked with them or something. I don't know. Up in like uh, North Georgia. And he's like, they're like 20 bucks. I was like, buy a bunch of them. I was like, I'll pay you back. Give them out presents. So, yeah. And then we broke, my kids broke ours. I'm not giving you, I think we have one left. You see this or not. You see who that is? Oh, listen, I can go to a wax museum too. Anytime I want, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) forgot we're on a podcast. Who is that? Is that George Lucas? That is George yeah. Lucas. I got so, and even a Rob Lowe looking Rob Ritter right there in a picture with George Lucas. Yes, that's right. That's how did right. you meet? So, how did you meet him? Wild story. Make it real brief. Back in 1998, I was at something called Disney Quest, which is in downtown Disney World, and oh, they nice. had this almost like a, you would you would go into this like game room, and they had all these games there, three levels of games that you can play. And a friend of mine who was with me looks at me and says, "Dude." would you know what George Lucas looks like if you saw him? And I go, yeah. I go, you know, he's, he always wears jeans and a plaid shirt. And he goes, oh, that's probably not him. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I think I saw a guy that looks like George Lucas. I said, where is he? He goes, goes, down the hall. So I peek down the hall and I see like a Disney employee going, you know, you know, the force is moving kind of thing. (laughs) And I look over and holy shit, it is George Lucas. So I look at my wife and my friend and I said, um, I'm going over there. I don't care if they try to stop me. I have to go talk to George Lucas. So I walk down there and I say, excuse me. And he turns around and he goes, yeah. And I go, listen, if I don't at least say hello, I'm going to regret this my entire life. And he goes, it's okay. Uh, my kids are on the games playing right now. I go, I have to tell you, you know, I'm one of those 12 year old kids that saw the movie and had the popcorn fall out of my mouth when I saw the Star Destroyer <laughs> fly over. And it's just a great story of good versus evil, redemption, all those things. And I just want to tell you, thank you. I really just, it, I, I enjoyed it so much. It means so much to me as a little kid. He goes, are you excited for the new movies coming out? I said, absolutely. I can't wait. He goes, you want to hear about it? Now, this is <laughs> He goes, this is before the Phantom Menace came out. Phantom Menace was going to come out the next year. Oh, he didn't tell you it was going to be shitty, though. (laughs) (laughs) But what piqued my interest is he said, there'll be a whole bunch of Jedi Knights, and there's actually two new Darths. And I go, oh, okay. Uh. I'm all in. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Was it Darth Maul who was really – He was really good it was a great character, and that lightsaber battle is just the most intense thing I- I've ever seen in Star Wars. So I said, you mind taking her picture? And he goes, no, I get it all the time. So he snapped her picture, and I-, I got to meet George Lucas. Dude, that is awesome. That is really cool. Pretty and cool. you got pretty and you got the the lowdown secrets on what the new things that, are coming. That's pretty that's good. Cool. He was going to tell then, you. I, I actually read – yeah, no yeah, shit. Right. They weren't very good. The third <laughs> – episode three was solid. 
uh, yes. just because of all the evil in it. <laughs> like, and there was a bunch of lightsaber battles, you know, and killing. But ever since Disney's taken over, they've done a great job. I think. Well, they're 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 spoon feeding fans what they want, and I'm okay with that. Like, I know a lot yeah. of nerds get pissed. Like the last one, it was entertaining, but was it one great movie? Best. No, but it was. You know, how do you make anybody happy? You know, you, you, well, that's the thing. It's like you can't make the truth is you can't make everybody happy in some point, a movie no. like that. Well, they gotta make their money back. With like, what was that four billion? Yeah, especially with it. the hardcore nerdy fans of Star Wars. You're like, never gonna, well, you're never going to make them happy. No. Never. Yeah. Right? Those fanboys, what they call fanboys, Star Wars. They, they enjoy being upset. That is a but funny the, movie, by the way, fanboys. I don't think George that. Lucas, if he made that movie, would have been able to make everybody happy either. No. Yeah. Not at all. No. Yeah. Listen, no. Although, he, he wrote, like, he wrote the, those three episodes, and, I mean, he wrote the whole thing, but, like, they had to talk him out of a bunch of stuff. I read that Jar Jar Binks was actually supposed to be like the main, main character. Like he was playing dumb and just to get close, kind of like uh, what Darth Sidious was. For real, they were going to make him a major evil character at the very end, like episode nine. But you made his character so horrible. <laughs> like they had to rewrite it. Not good. Not good. The only thing I'll say about the last episode is it did tie a lot of things up. They did a nice job. They missed the boat. They could have done my whole thing with Star Wars, like I told you, is it's about good versus evil. It's redemption. It's about learning lessons. Kylo Ren turns back to Ben Solo, all those sorts of things. But the whole first six episodes are really about Anakin Skywalker turn why he turned to Darth Vader to the dark side and ultimately his redemption by his son right and so the problem becomes his grandson is now the big bad guy which I understand but not having him in a little force ghost talk to his grandson saying I made the biggest mistake of my life thank you I for gave saying up that. my wife I gave up you and your sister. Don't do this. You've got a chance to make everything right. Don't, I, was, I was wrong. Don't follow my lead. And all they would have had was a 30-second exchange with Anakin Skywalker to his grandson. You would have said, oh, my gosh, that, that is the best turn, the yeah. best redemptive arc that he could have had. And you would walk away from it saying, well, that tied all nine episodes together. It would have had the grandfather, his uncle, his mom, the whole thing. Because this, quite honestly, the scene with his father was as good as anything in Star Wars when Han Solo, he thinks he's seeing Han Solo again. Yeah. That one scene when he's on the Death Star, broken damage. That is the best emotional scene in Star Wars. They could have had one more and it would have just linked the whole thing together. Anyway, okay. I agree with you. What, what's that Yoda saying? It's like fear leads to anger, anger leads to like what anger is that? leads to hate, hate, hate leads, leads to, to the darks. What's going on right now? This is why <laughs> Star Wars is so great. We can relate to everything. Everybody's afraid right now. I've been stuck inside for days and days, and now I'm just getting really angry, right? <laughs> and pretty soon I'm going to be evil, and uh, and I will be in the dark side. This just got really dark all of a sudden. Really dark. Yeah, exactly. The last one is fear leads to suffering. And yeah, well, so people yeah, are enough. suffering right now. Yeah. People are suffering, right? And like either you're sick or you're frustrated. Or yeah. you're sick, you're frustrated, or you're going to go broke. And or by the way, you know, right, right, exactly. not, yeah. none of them are really good options for anybody. Whoever thought that we couldn't wait to go back to the office oh, no. to, to scan a couple of implants and give my lab ceramist as much information as possible so that <laughs> my fermentable crowns come back in and I don't have to adjust them. Who I sold I days? sold three implants today. That was a huge day for me. That's weird. Okay, <laughs> who's, who's still doing implants right now? <laughs> I, can't, I can't say. But like, I was like, all right. Like, I haven't sold anything in a few weeks. Like, this is fantastic. Like, huge day where it's like – Oh, 300 implants. That's, that's an amazing day. But like three, I'm like, yes, that's three. Got $20 three. coming my way. Well, <laughs> we could have all used like a few week vacation, but now that it's past that few week vacation, we've seen 19,000 hours of webinars. We've had our virtual happy hours. We've done our, our web chats. We've done all that. And now we're, we're, there's no real end in sight necessarily, right? They haven't given us a hard date. We see this rainbow and pot of gold at the end. So it's this weird kind of lull. We're like, oh, shit, what do I do now? What it's yeah. floating in a boat hoping it takes you the right direction but you don't know you know but you don't know so you ever hear you know were you at dia as well um mm-hmm. shane 
Okay. They keep know, me in the like, they keep me in the back in the corner. They won't let me like we, talk to people and stuff. He, we, he begged us to let him in, so we let him be the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, I enjoyed myself so much because I loved the I, I love the moment where everybody didn't know each other and then they get to meet each other. It's so different than it used to be. You know, twenty years ago you meet people at the con- at the conferences and then keep in touch by a phone call or email yep. or whatever. Now you meet everybody on these Instagram lives or Instagram and then you come together. But on top of that, I loved all the little things there of how people were really forward thinking and really leveraging technology and leveraging relationships like they never had before. And when I spoke, I I gave a couple of lines that I didn't know would be as impactful as they turned out to be. And one of them was when you talk about the, the, the pot of gold, the end of the rainbow said, be careful of that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because when you finally get there you realize it's not a pot of gold it's a crock of shit that is yeah. a great point <laughs> it's not a so, ba- like if you don't enjoy like that was some blake and i've talked about in the past like i started becoming happier when i started enjoying just what you're doing as opposed to like to, the, to the, to the, goal. the finish <laughs> line because you get to the finish line like guys like us like what's next like it's not okay, this- there was on that point not to not to you know go into the raffle there's a local high school here called King's Academy. The valedictorian from last year did a, his commencement speech. And his commencement speech was basically exactly what we said. He goes, he wound up being the valedictorian because he set a goal. And he goes, and along the way, I lost relationships, things I used to like to do, I didn't have time to do anymore. He goes, so all these things went to the wayside. And now here I am, and they called me up and they said, guess what? You became the valedictorian. He goes, you're the valedictorian for the class. You'll get the, the, give, give the commencement speech. And he goes, and I have to tell you, I felt so awesome for 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. 15 seconds, right. he says. And then by second 16, I thought, oh, my gosh, I just wasted my entire senior year because I didn't sure. get to enjoy the journey. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is gold. This yeah. is a lesson that everybody needs to learn. Yeah. And I hopefully this blip, okay, okay, now back in the, now let's go back to the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Do you call it, do you call it the blip or do you call it the snap? Yeah. Right? Whatever we want to call it. Uh, call the blip. I like the blip. Yeah, the, some people call it the blip, some people call it the snap. So this is our blip, right? It's our blip moment, right? Yeah. These five to eight weeks are our blip moment. The question because of humans and the way we are and the way we were built is how long before we go back to the old way of thinking? I hope we don't. I hope this alters our trajectory to enjoy the journey rather than the destination and live in the moment more. I was talking to a doctor today about that. He's like, do you think people are going to do implants? I go, I don't know. Like, I don't know if people are going to want to do that. They're going to spend their money on that. But I have a suspicion that people are going to want to get outside of the house and do stuff that's fun. Because being trapped, like, like Blake, you were saying, like having all this time off sounded great. Like if you just in a vacuum, okay, yeah, 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 it sounds great. I'll take a couple weeks off. Fantastic. And then you realize the only reason taking time off is great is because it's a novelty. It's something you don't have all the time. So it's like this weird game of like, trying to get what you don't have. And I think people are going to come back from this and say, I want to be happy and live and I'm okay to spend money going out and doing all that. I think that's going to happen. You know, I hope so. Well, I I think that we've learned a lot from this. Our society in America is a lot different than a lot of these other countries, right? We, we don't take time for vacation or time to relax. We don't have Ramadan, for instance, we don't have Chinese new year. We don't have these times where we really spend except for Christmas, which now has become kind of this, you know, politician campaign we go see each family member and then before you know it the whole holiday's gone right you, it's um, stressful too yeah like you, but, like my brother-in-law moved in and now they host everything and it's like oh no well we can't okay you guys can do it again i guess <laughs> well it's not really about time or family or anything and i think what especially like a lot of the people i'm talking to that were traveling a lot like i was traveling a lot i think it was like 90 flights or something like that last year and I was wanting to stop and dial it back. This reassured every bit of that. And, and, and I think it too educated the mindset that a lot of this stuff can be done virtually. You know, the, the yes. old saying, uh, that phone, that conference call could have been an email kind of saying, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing we're seeing now. And it definitely will change the way I live. Um, oh, yeah. I won't be on as many plans as, as I used to. Well, I think I, I like what you're saying is that a lot of companies are going to look at this time and say, maybe we don't have to put as many people in the air. I think we can do a lot more video conferencing. Yes. People are going to be more 
issues with their time. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I just think these are the changes that are going to happen. I actually think for dental CE. Um, yep. So, you know, I used to lecture 40 times a year. And wow. in the last couple of years, I have lectured, I probably got, went down to about 15 total. And part of that was, um, it's a, a multifactorial. I mean, part of it is my daughter is in high school now. I want to be there to watch her volleyball and tennis matches. And sure. She got a boyfriend and all the you other gotta things. You got to keep an eye on him. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So <laughs> I, I didn't really mind not lecturing as much. Now I'm going to tell you my, this is just my opinion. I don't think you're going to see the people who used to get 40 lectures a year get 40 lectures a year. Nope. I think those days yeah. are over. I yeah. think this has precipitated the eventual um, uh, shrinking of the dental, what I call the de professional dental lecturer who lectures, and there are some people that might get offended by this, so I'm not speaking sure. about anybody individually, is you know the professional dental speakers who speak 40, 50 times a year and work one day a week don't really do anything other than lecture. Sure. And I think those days, if I was that guy, I'd be shitting myself right now. Working the I study club route, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think that's going to be there. I really don't. I think the study clubs are going to do two-hour webinars getting everybody together. Yeah. They're going to save the $10,000 all in to fly me there, to put me up, to um, take me out to dinner, to put me at the hotel, uh, yeah. the car service. Instead, they can get me for two hours. And, you know, you charge a couple thousand dollars. I don't have to leave my house. In fact, I can be in my underwear right now. And yeah. I just think that's the way it's going to go. And this... Are you in your underwear? Anyway. Uh, you in your <laughs> no underwear at all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> free ball on video. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get the zoom out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you really have to get the zoom. <laughs> well, it's interesting uh, you say that because, like, you're talking to like literally the guy below me right here is is the one who came up with that I'm, kind of. I'm model. above on my screen, but um, yeah, whatever. But like Blake came up with that type of model, which is what I saw from the beginning, and why like I invested a lot of time into him and Implant Compare. And so, the only thing that that prevents that from happening though is this, right? Is that um, our people are going to come if you're there. Now, when you're online, it doesn't seem as novel. So the, the one thing I've always seen, like all these webinars that are going on right now, it's like five people in there, right? So is that worth the investment? Because if I'm doing it for you, there's nothing better than in person. I think we can all agree to that. Like there's something sure. there magic about being people to people. Sure. But like if you're, if you're paying $2,000 to you five people or, you know, $10,000 to you for 200 people, you know, you start doing the math there, right? Like, does it have a big impact? You can debate that all day. But one well, thing you like... The question is, I think what you're saying, though, is maybe it won't happen once a month, though. Maybe it's more quarterly, right? Well, I just yeah. think agnostically, right? Like, so I think people, like, what I like about Implant Compare is, like, I, it's easy for me. So when I do, like, a webinar with Blake with one of my guys, I don't have to fill it up. I don't have to promote it. I, I think... I, I, I agree. I think that there will be the, like these agnostic platforms. Like obviously I, for selfish reasons, I want you know, one of them to be mine, but I do think that you'll see these organizations like spear or, you know, yeah, um, sure. Panky was, has been doing a bunch of stuff, you know, doing these type of platforms and less being corporate driven, because I think when they do it corporate driven and it's like, uh, Hey, tune in. What you're going to buy, you know? Well, and it seems so corporate. I think that, that's where you'll see the rise of these, again, these agnostic platforms that are a little bit more like working with different brands that bring their own kind of culture following, just like we've seen in study clubs or, or in um, like with Seattle study club, for instance, right? Like yeah. they have a quite consistent following when they do a study club. Yes. But you know, I think one thing is it's going to change too, though, is it's made a lot of these speakers who are younger, who are younger, just getting into it go, Oh wait, this is awesome now. Like I can do it this way because I have no technology. I've got my own social following. I can promote it to that. And so now I'm you're seeing the power you of that. Okay. So let me tell you what, in my opinion, what this has happened. This has sped up the process by five years. That's what that, I think that's what this is. Yeah. It, I think you could have seen this coming, but maybe three to five years from now, now it's going to happen. Now the person that got on top of this, and I got to give him a lot of credit, that started doing his own webinars, his own teaching without ever getting on a plane was my friend Steve Phelan out of Toronto. Have you heard of Steve Phelan? Phelan, uh, yeah, it's he's got I have now. Online, Steve, he's got something online called Occlusion by Design. I don't know how many thousand members he has. 
he goes on, he teaches, he does webinars, you have access to all the content. It's incredibly well done, like really well done. He's been doing it for at least five years. He never gets on a plane. And quite honestly, he does so well financially, he doesn't ever have to get on a plane doing yeah. this. He's way ahead of the curve. Quality of life is of significantly better, right? Oh, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, hopping oh, on those planes and yeah, those hotels the of life it's significantly better it is you're so wasting I give him a lot of credit you're wasting 80 days a year doing those 40 lectures at least minimum at least that's the thing you know, like just on travel going to it doing it packing up you know that's a lot that's that's uh, you know a fourth of your year almost you know and i if mean you got it, family like you can't get that back. yeah and it, and it's a it's kind of a buzzkill sometimes and i always you know what I think too is you'll be able to teach in other countries a lot easier now. Now a U.S. speaker, you could be teaching in Jeddah, you know, and they just stream you to a screen in that audience in Jeddah, so that way you can still have that interaction. You're, you're lecturing them in a grandiose live audience, and they can still have these meetings. But now they can elevate the speaker uh, presence there without having to pay twenty thousand dollars to get someone over there, right? Because you've got to fly them to you know Dubai or whatever. Yeah, and so right. I, I think that will change too. But it, it's nice to see this, the, efficiently, uh, the efficiency of it all now coming well, in. Well, you know what? I'm looking forward to the change. I'm looking oh, forward yeah? to it. In fact, well, I, I have to tell you that. Um, so, you know, I practice with Chris Ramsey, who, who does yeah. a lot of speaking, but basically for teams now. He doesn't even really speak on, he hasn't in like three, four years, maybe five, on dentistry. He speaks on body language. And he does a really, really good job of that. So it's more for team members. And his thing will never go away because you always want to have a, a program for your team. Everybody brings their teams, right? Where he has two, 300 people in an audience. Totally different than talking about implants, adhesive, ceramics, that sort of thing. But for me, I, I do a lot with my other friend, Bob Marges, who's a Luddite when it comes to technology. I mean, he's just terrible. I finally got him to get a, a, an Instagram account. And so what I did is to test it I put something out today, as a matter of fact. I got him to, to basically commit for the next three to four weeks for us to do an Instagram Live about a different subject once a week. I love it. And I put it out there, and we're getting really good responses already from it. So we'll go live on Monday. Now, after three or four times, if we're starting to get traction with it, I'm going to build out a platform to we can have some sort of online learning. I don't want to call it an academy. It's so overused or a continuum. Sure. But do it from where... We don't have to travel anymore because he's got to the point where he doesn't want to travel anymore. And I'd rather be able to go on live with webinars and teach for people who actually want to come at a nominal fee where we can still be, you know, very, um, it, it can be profitable for us. And I don't feel like I'm giving up my Friday scrambling to get home. I mean, the, the joke, you know, who Ricardo Matrani is, I don't want to name drop, but I, he's, he teaches at Spear. And Ricardo is a very thoughtful dentist. He practices in Mexico. Uh, it's like four or five offices. He's one of the big speakers at Spear. And I was telling Ricardo, because he knows how involved I am in my family, and I said, Ricardo, there's a feeling at the end of my lecture. Let's say my lecture goes till, I don't know, two o'clock on a Friday. So when that last slide goes up and I'm thanking everybody, I close the lid to my computer and I stop for a second. And the, what I literally say in my head is, I, from that moment, I can't get home fast enough. Agreed. I'm unpacking wires. People are coming up to you at the end. Hey, can I ask you a question? You can ask me any many questions as you want until my car comes out front. And then after yep. that, it's yeah. And then yep. it's a mad dash for the airport to use my clear to walk through to get on the plane to get home. That's the truth. Right. And then your recovery time, because Blake travels a lot. Yeah, you know, I used to travel more, but does this happen to you, Rob, where Blake comes back and then it's like the next two days, he's sick as shit. Like almost yeah. always, especially in the winter, like for real, because there's always yeah. the planes. Right, like, does that happen to you too? Plane. Well, yeah, because you're on the infested. Okay, here's another thing. There's so many things I don't understand in the world as I get older. Why isn't the filtration system on an airplane better? Thank you're you. Flying at a higher. Okay, how are they not sucking in quality air with great quality air filters to get all the air and then pump it out the ass end of it? Or have you UV have lights where the air comes through and shit? Like, I have like, air comes in and kills everything. Why do we always get sick on these freaking planes? Thank all you. I know is I'm really angry when I look at my seat and there's just a layer of crud around the button to blow <laughs> back your seat and everything. I was like, dude, could they take this plane out of commission for one day? Clean <laughs> And then put it back in service just once a year. Once a year is all I ask of you. Like this so, thing is. Okay. As, as we're talking about this, 
right when this thing started to hit was towards the end of February, really, when we started to say, uh oh, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And I was coming back from the Chicago midwinter. I went to the restorative academy. The last I meeting I did. With, that's right, last meeting. And I invited uh, this dent, you know, Carla Soto. You know Carla? Yeah. Okay, so Carla, I invited her to the restorative academy, so we flew home together. And when we got on the plane, I had my black gloves and I had all the Clorox wipes and I was wiping the chair down, right? Yeah. And the people yeah. were looking at us like we were nuts. And I go, I don't care what you think of me, I'm not getting sick on this plane. And I wiped everything down, including- I, I remember that, you posted that. Yeah. I posted that, remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah I remember that. Smells like bleach all over the plane, you're just like, fuck you. <laughs> I, was I was like in a hazmat suit. I didn't care, but the truth is, I didn't get sick. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't get people look at you weird. We did that on our last flight with our kids because we came back like right when shit got real crazy from our vacation. Had to fly from Miami off a cruise ship, by the way, back to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Literally, I mean, people were looking at me weird because we came in with like really good masks on our kids and us too. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it did smell kind of like Clorox, but I'm wiping down the window next to me. I'm wiping down the like every single like, thing I could touch. And people were looking at me like a crazy. I didn't see one person with a mask. And I'm like, oh. But why am I paying four hundred dollars a ticket for you not to even just do that, right? Like, I'm sorry, you're you're you could take this plane out for one day and just do a cleaning of each. Well, the U.S. government subsidizes all the airlines, anyways. They should make that. That's one thing where I'm like, I'm not all into government doing a bunch of stuff. But if we're subsidizing an industry, then let's just go ahead and say let's get better filtration systems so that we can. I mean, proof in the pudding. Like, it would have helped this shit. That's for damn sure. Well, if you watch the spread, it's, it's the heat maps are all on the airports, right? Like, I mean, that is how. It's spread. I mean, it's there's no question about and, and it. Also, remember where I live in Florida. What happens? We I try to explain this to people too. We, we don't get the flu until February. Why is that? Right. Because every from the Northeast who gets it in the winter time in November, December, January, they fly down and they bring it to me. Yeah, you get that. You get the snowbird us. flu. Is what you get. Yeah, the snowbird flu. It's on. It's it's uh, knuckles on a steering wheel flu. Okay. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> you don't see the head. It's like this. You see this. That's right? terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's quite a life. It's quite a life you're, in Florida. People don't know what we have to go through. Down you're here. in Delray, right? What's that? You're in Delray. What's no, in? I'm in Palm. Well, actually, my office is on the border of Palm Beach Gardens and Jupiter, and I live in Palm Beach Gardens, which is about okay, nice. 20 minutes north of West Palm Beach. Yeah, I used to place. live right off Palm Beach Lakes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, my mom lives near there. My mom lives in the Bears Club off of Palm Beach Lakes. Yeah, nice, uh, nice. Off of, uh, off of community. I didn't know that. I didn't know you lived in Florida. Yeah, man. And we, that was my surfing days, man. I just hung out and surfed and longboard everywhere. It's like a little hippie uh, long trip. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up in Florida? No, it was just like a sabbatical. We had some buddies, uh, went down and I had a company that just went south. It was just really early in my career days. So took a sabbatical for a year and just Literally, we just had a, an apartment with surfboards, a Craigslist couch, and, and a pound and of marijuana. Boards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we literally we worked the catering business, so we did all like those parties on Palm Beach Island and stuff for like the. Oh wow! Like, oh, it was a pound of something else then. Okay, got it. Oh my god, you want to talk about some crazy stories? <laughs> Doctor Oz walking around with a bottle of wine and a cigar, just lit. You know, just trying to get. That's people awesome. <laughs> Great stuff. Love you know, Palm Beach parties are fun. You you asked where he grew up. Have you seen the show Tiger King yet? On Netflix, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Um, that's where Blake grew up. I, well, all right, all right. Listen, I, I had a very tragic thing happen. Listen, my family is from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. our family tree is doesn't have a lot of branches. I guess it has none. It goes just straight. Up. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, my father tells me he calls me and tells me that him and all of his siblings were actually born in Winniewood, Oklahoma, the city or town that this tiger. In. Correct, Tiger King. Yep. Yeah. So they were all born there. I'm like, I, and then I literally, I had made a joke earlier in the week, like, oh, I, good news is I don't have any family relation to that, but like, it really became a serious thing. We had to get on ancestry and make sure that like there was no second tie. cousins aren't considered family over there in Oklahoma, right? <laughs> so as long as you're my first cousin, we're good to go. First cousins, yes, but second, that's too far out of the world. Alabama, Alabama, and in Middle Florida, like North Middle Florida. Then first cousins go too. That's no big deal, bro. We're we're one banjo away from deliverance, man. Like it's rough out there. Like it's it's the real deal. So, awesome. so, okay, so I don't I, I don't talk I, about I, it much. I love this episode, by the way. I love no agenda. Just talking about random. Yeah, it's, I, I know. We'll, we got to get some dentistry at the end. Star no, Wars and Sandy. I don't know. 
We no, decided we're going to segue away from dentistry. There's, there's no okay. money with these dental companies. So I watched Tiger King only because everybody else was talking about it. I have to be honest with you. I grew up in West Palm Beach, where actually um, he started, which was down at um, Lion Country Safari oh, yeah. out West Palm Beach, right. right? Yeah. So as I'm watching, that was like this, a drug lord, though. That guy, right? Like the guy from West Palm. He was actually like he does not live in Miami. He actually lives out in Boynton Beach. That guy. Did you okay. know that? No, no, he no. Beach, yeah. So I'm watching this show. I'm two episodes in. My business partner calls me and says, hey, did you finish it? I finished it last night. I said, i got to be honest with you. I don't think I can watch the rest of this shit. He says, why? I said, okay, let me go through the list. First of all, it's everything I freaking hate in life. It's a <laughs> bunch of rednecks, right? It's a bunch of dirt bags. They're all drunk or stoned, right? They live like in a sewer. Um, <laughs> everything they're doing is illegal. There's nothing redeeming here. The woman killed her husband. This guy's no better. Sure. All, everybody's a scam artist. I said, what the hell is anybody getting all Guy accidentally shot himself in the head? Like, what happened here? Dude, <laughs> oh, that was sad. That was actually really sad, that part. It was. That, that, that episode so killed finished, me. But I finished it. I finished the damn thing. And then sure as shit, about, let's see, it's 8.17 now. 5.30, President Trump goes on TV. Did you hear one of the questions today in the press, in the press briefing? No. Oh, God. Ready? Uh, have you watched Tiger King, President Trump? Because of course, the guy of course he has, jail, by the way. The guy in jail says he's looking for a pardon from you. And he goes, Tiger King, I've heard something about it. He goes, is that guy's name Joe Exotic? The president <laughs> said that. I knew it. I knew he was like <laughs> Trump definitely watches Tiger King. I'm not judging. I'll I watch look it into too. It because I'll oh, yeah. look into it. Holy shit. Oh, Trump, so I could totally see Trump pardoning jokes out. And you know, what's crazy. <laughs> the show producer said they left out all the racism, the drug use and oh, yeah. a bunch of other stuff because it was, they thought it would be too much for people to watch. Think about like the shit we watched today. What is too much? Like, Oh my God. Let me explain something. Like Parts you. of Oklahoma well, and, and, and Rob, you've probably lectured out there too, so you know, right? Like, it's still at like 1970 out there. Like, I mean, they <laughs> let David Wong be a periodontist out there. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, thing goes. Yeah, I didn't even put a shirt on to do surgery. Like, he just <laughs> he shotgunned a beer. He yeah. shotgunned a beer, beer on the thing we had, we recorded last night. <laughs> oh, he did. He did. He was really good at David Wong. If he would have showed up at Joe Exotic's place with a shirt off, Joe Exotic might have dropped to his knees. I mean, oh, well, he could have been a husband <laughs> with, with a ring and something else, right? Like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he's Wong's too old for Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic <laughs> likes real boys. <laughs> well, you saw that they, hey, if he saw Blake, oh boy, that's game over right <laughs> oh, there. Especially this hair I got going, man. I'm got I'm working on my mullet. Don't worry. Oh yeah, man. dude. Love, you're you're pretty much. He'd love that mane. No, did you see the guy John Finlay? He got the husband number one. Uh yeah, he got dentures. Yeah. Yeah, he got pictures. Yeah, he got and he looks totally he looks better. Somebody's got to give him some freaking implants. I mean, I'll I know. donate him. Well, you're gonna what a great, you're going to have to donate that. What a great fine. PR Somebody's stunt though. That's a great PR stunt. Take that surgery on, give it to him and just like you'd be talked about during this whole entire quarantine. I would Absolutely. pay to fly him down. I like I do all that stuff. That's that's as so good as it gets right now. There. Anybody wants to do the surgery and pick up the, the, the use the denture to pick up those implants on an immediate go for it. I mean, my gosh. I'll spot you the implants if you want to buy them. Uh, I'll make, I'll make a call. We'll and, stream you know, it to get I, some PR out of it so that they, they can get some free product. There we go. That shit's going on. And I listen, sure. I love me some BH. You know that? You know I'm, oh, I'm nice. a speaker for BH. You know that. I'm a speaker for BH. No. I'm I'll bring you up whenever we can, or I'll virtually bring you up now. Yeah. I've been a speaker for BH for about five, well, six now years. I'm embarrassed, you know? Well, um, be careful here. Don't get me in trouble, but I will utilize the <laughs> shit out of you, man. That's the funny thing. It's like entertaining. Oh, we'd have a great time. Yeah. I, I know we'd have a great time. So the person who really got me involved was about seven, eight years ago, Olivier. Oh, always me. the best though. Oh, Oli, he's the best. I've spoken best. for Oli in Miami probably four or five times, more than anybody else. And the truth is, I don't like speaking in Florida, well, rather Southeast Florida, because you know, you can't be an expert in your own backyard. I 100%. haven't even spoken in Tampa. I haven't spoken in Orlando. You know what? Because we get people all the time who's like saying speakers in this, and Oli texting me like, hey, you gotta, I got my guy Ritter, you got to get him up here. Right? <laughs> Whatever that is, like, my word, you have my word. 
you're up here or we're doing something on implant compare 100% like done. Okay. Let me, like, I would let me love ask that. you something about that though. Since we're on the topic, you know, you're talking about how this has dynamically changed dentistry and, and we're not going to yes. do that many in-person events. How does that change the rep relationship? Because a lot of the reps build their business on study clubs and these like hands-on courses and things like that. Do you think that will like trim down or they'll have to just, you know, kind of consolidate and make them bigger? Yeah, you're going you're to consolidate, number one. You're yeah. going to modify your approach. You're going to do other value-added things for your customers, no question. Instead of bringing in a speaker every month like you were doing, I think you're going to be bringing a speaker in once a semester. And by the way, I call them, it's different. You know, when you have kids in school, I call it the fall semester and the spring semester, right? And I yeah. don't speak in the summer semester. I just take vacations, although it looks like we're not taking any vacations this year. <laughs> not this year. Um, we're all second thirds for this summer. <laughs> I four vacations. Four. Holy cow. Four. And you know what I feel bad for? I don't even care about myself. I feel bad for my daughter. Yeah. The one vacation where she looks forward to more than anything else we do is we go every year we go skiing. And I yeah. plan this vacation out 10 months in advance to go skiing. And we had to cancel it. And it, it literally... That sucks. Uh, of everything... I mean, not going to Europe, I can handle that. You know, not going on a cruise, I can handle that. But the joy in her face when we go skiing, we've been doing it since she was three years old. She's, she's a better skier than me. She, I hear her go off in the woods when she's skiing as I'm skiing on the mountain. Because I'm, I, look, I always tell this people the same thing. If I go over, it's like a freaking redwood. You know, it's just <laughs> not good. So when I hear her, I hear the joy. I hear her going, woohoo, in, 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 the, in the woods. And for her not to get cheat for her to get cheated out of that, I understand we got bigger issues going on, but you live for the joy in your sure. children. And unfortunately, I didn't get to do that this year. For yeah. How old is we'll she? Make it up is this her senior year? She's fifteen. She's 15. Okay, so she still has a few more together. Yeah, we, we have. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I mean, I only got you know she's going to finish up now. We just got a couple of emails today, so she's finishing on May 29th. The shortening the semester. There's no final exams. Right? Wow. Which actually, I have to tell you, is a good thing in general. Because sure. I, my, my feeling is final exams never help you anyway. They only hurt you. Yeah. If you've already got, and my feeling is if you've got- And they're only class, taught for that why reason. Make them take, why are you making them take an exam at the end? They already have an A. What are you going to prove with a final exam? Yeah, dude. That, like, that doesn't equate to real life at all. If you suck ass at your job for all this time, one thing, unless it's like sales, you lay on this monster, doesn't save you at all. No. Are you good, consistently good? Like if you do that, you're fine. And if, by the way, if you haven't studied this entire time and then you have to get like an A plus in your final, you were so freaking screwed. <laughs> You're, right. You're not going to do it anyway. You can't. So the whole concept of final exam at the end of the year really never made me. Now, if you had, you know, you've got a C plus and if you get a B on the final, it might bring your grade up to a B. Okay, I get that. But if you've got straight A's, I don't understand why you're making them take final exams anyway. So we just got that email today at about three o'clock and she's like, Ooh, well, yeah, that's nice. You know, I mean, See, they've canceled it for the year in Georgia. There, there's no school. They're done. Done. There's no school. No, no more. They're doing online learning, but there's, yeah. they won't go back to school. And they've been out since the second week of March. I have a three and a six year old, Rob. She's <laughs> getting crazy at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got real, me, real fast. Tell me you got a big backyard. I, thank God I do, and we got a pool, so there you go. that's good. But it's he's been doing a, Benadryl popsicles for uh, for dinner every night. Here you go, buddy. Here you go. Oh, and they're doing dinner at four o'clock. I don't care. Like that wouldn't even embarrass me if it's the truth. Like I'll, I'll take him out of my head. If I had to put him in a cage, I got to put him in a cage. What are you gonna do? I don't know. You got to do what you got to do. Hey, I wanted to bring so one thing back, Blake, real quick to, yeah, your, to your question and the rep thing. Just yeah, I'm a rep. I think get that, rid of them all. Yeah, 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 great. Uh, but I think the rep relationship with doctors can change because of the webinar shit we were talking about, like Amplike Pair, all the other ones, like all that stuff. As a rep, like, all right, Rob, you're my account, right? You want to speak. Like, we get that all the time. Here's the issue. You say you don't speak in your backyard, meaning Oli or I got to reach out to somebody across the country and say, I need you to spend your money on my word that this guy's good. And I don't know, I haven't seen him yet. Right? Uh, yeah. But yep. if I can say, hey, I've got my budget. And now I'm going to do something on implant compare that's going to cost less than my budget would. I can do more, right? Now you're getting a bigger audience, a bigger reach. Like this is why I kind of bought in this because I got lazy over the years with implant compare. Like I was like, this platform is great for me. Webinars are great because I don't want to have to fill up a course and I don't have to do this and that. If I do it online, 
anywhere. You know, I can get a hundred people in a room online, right? Even, but I can't necessarily do that in my own backyard, right? So that's what you do. So that's what you 100%. do. hundred percent. I have noticed a hundred percent. And I have noticed that through the years is, you know, some people know who I am and some, I don't have that kind of ego. Some people don't know who the hell I am. And it's just the way it is. I mean, you know, it's not going to, and plus, you know, dentistry's what, 200,000 dentists. I mean, I, I understand there's no way I can be known by everybody. So, that's yeah. the interesting part because you lecture. I'm guessing you lecture for a number of companies, right? I do mainly. Rest- well, yes, mainly restorative companies and digital scanner companies. Although I've got, I'm an idiot. I have five digital scanners. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's your I'm favorite? Which one's your favorite? Okay, here we go. So I'm going to give you my, my, I'm going to break yeah. down my lecture. Rank them. 60 second answer. You ready? Rank them. So I get that question all the time because what will happen is in my presentation Remember, I don't do any surgery, so I want to be upfront with everybody. Sure. I don't do any surgery myself. I refer every specialty out. I don't do endo. I don't do perio. I don't do oral surgery. I don't place implants. I don't take teeth out. So my relationship is that I'm the true, uh, you know, I, I'm the one holding the flag for like Seattle Study Club saying, I like the interdisciplinary approach. I really utilize my specialists. So then I let them do what they're really good at. You come back to me and then I work from the gum up is what I tell everybody. I tell the patients that and I tell everything. So when the patient says to me, oh, well, how much is an implant or what's involved? I go, great question, wrong dentist. Ask those <laughs> questions. When you go see Dr. Such and such, they'll answer those questions. I work from the gum up. Okay. So when we get to the scanning part. I have five scanners. Now, let me tell you the reason why I have five scanners. I equate it to where you, sell, where you send your kids to high school. Now, follow me on this. You're going to do it when you get to time for you. You're going to go around and you're going to look at somewhere between three and five high schools where you live because that's basically what you do, which is what I did for my daughter. And then eventually your child is going to say to you, I think this is the school for me. So then somebody's going to say to you later on, where are you sending your, your son or your daughter? My, my daughter, I'm going to tell you, well, she goes to such and such high school. And they're like, why? I go, because it's the best high school in town. Because if it wasn't the best high school in town, you wouldn't send your child there. So this is what happens when you buy one digital scanner. If you buy an iTero, or you buy a Trios, or you buy a CareStream, and you only have one, you ask that dentist, what's the best scanner? What are they going to tell you? If they own a CareStream, they're not going to tell you Trios, because then they would have bought the Trios, right? That is correct. So they have a skewed opinion of what it's Reaffirming their decision, right? To make themselves feel better. But it's not based on information. It's based on ego. So by having five scanners, I can tell you, well, they're all going to get you from point A to point Z. Now, the question is, what are you using it for, right? And ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, are you trying to make your life simpler or are you trying to complicate it just so you could thump your chest? I call them chest thumpers. A chest thumper will say, look how good I am. I know technology. I know scanning. Sure. That's not what this is about. It's about getting a consistent product every single time because consistency leads to reproducibility, leads to profitability. That's what digital scanning is about. So if you said to me, okay, so here's your answer. I'm going to ask you, here's the first leading question because everybody runs up to me and I tell them, don't do it because I'm not going to give you the answer you're looking for. Here's the question. Do you want to do Invisalign in your office? Number one, right off the bat. Do you provide Invisalign services? Because if you want to use Invisalign then that's it. You have no choice. You have to buy an Atero. It's the Which best one for Invisalign. Nominal. It's the only one for yeah. Invisalign. You cannot use another scanner to send to a line. Okay, so problem done. It's over. Done. That's your answer. If you say no, actually, I'm a restorative only dentist. I only restore teeth. Okay, now you got to start having ridiculous questions with your laboratory. Well, what does that mean? Well, now you've got to ask your laboratory, number one, what design software do you use? Do you use ExoCAD or do you use 3Shape? And then most importantly, what's your end model solution? Because here's the problem. If you're going to go ahead and use a 3Shape scanner, which is a great scanner, it's a great scanner and I have one, but my laboratories have carbon printers and the carbon printers are the only printers up until recently, you know, that you could print a model with removable dyes that were accurate. Because two years ago, they didn't have carbon printers and they were using form lab printers and the units wouldn't fit. Yeah. So then it becomes, you have to start asking your laboratory questions and now they have to be up on their game of what printer they have and how much money they're going to spend and what design software. So to alleviate all of that, 
Before my laboratories had carbon printers, I would send all my large cases on Itero because we got a milled model and that was the most accurate model we could use. Yeah. Now my laboratories, all of them have carbon printers. So now I have the flexibility of using any scanner. Now the third thing, are you doing your own surgery? If you're doing your own surgery and you've got a cone beam, then you might want to go CareStream because you can have their cone beam with their mm -hmm. scanner, they overlay properly with DICOM right. and you're done. Okay, so those are the questions you have to ask. But the problem is the dentists don't know the questions to ask. They just hear, oh, I should get a scanner. Which one yeah. should I buy? And then another dentist who has one of them says, oh, just buy this one. Well, that's not the that's right true. answer you're looking for. So that's part of my lecture. And then I show cases all the way through, both uh, with implants and just regular teeth, um, using each scanner and what we get. I even did one case where I scanned it twice. I scanned it with the Trios, and I, no, sorry, I scanned it with the Itero, and I scanned it with the TrueDef one from 3M, which is another scanner that I have that I don't use, just to show the case was built on one and it transferred over to the other model perfectly. So when somebody says to me, well, the Trios is more accurate, complete horseshit. We're talking micron difference. It's yeah. exactly the same. They're all the same. The question is, what do you want out of the scanner? What end product are you trying to produce, right? And ultimately, what's the, what's the model solution? When you can answer those questions for me, then we can have a, a logical conversation about it. But I'm not going to get into a hypothetical party. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I've got one yeah. question for you because I, I love just pushing buttons here. What's your least favorite scanner? What's the shitty scanner on the market that you would never uh, well, use? I, well, <laughs> not, not, well, it's not fair for me to say because I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Okay, so let's go through. Let, let me go from the bottom up. Okay, just I the had, bottom. <laughs> just the bottom. Okay, so I had two scanners. One of them sits in a quarter collecting dust, which was the TrueDef scanner that 3M eventually threw in the towel on and sold it to Midmark. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I used to go up to 3M. It seemed like every year for their roundtable, and they would have a discussion about scanning. I said, guys. Your scanner is like landing on the moon, but the problem is Trios is like landing in Mars. Mm. One's in black and white, like a picture, and one's land, landing in color in a movie. And unless you guys move the needle, you're just wasting your time. And yeah. eventually they got the message and they they Stick to what you're good at and just, yeah. And get out. Okay. There's another company. I went over to the IDS. Have you guys ever been to the IDS? I, I was there this been. this last one. That was awesome. That was crazy. It was incredible, right? I it's never had so much beer in my life. Like <laughs> no, correct. And every and, booth. Um, beer and currywurst. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like in like every there's no water. Every booth is just beer, <laughs> you know. And, and it's from like well, 10 coffee, espresso, espresso oh, and beer. There's that too. Yeah, espresso and beer. Oh, but it was a blast. Did you see all kinds of cool shit there? You, unfortunately, it's like the consumer electronics show. Half of it is vaporware. You see yeah. the you see the proof of concept, and they never show up again. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting thing to to go to and experience one time. I'm really not interested in going back. I did it once for three days. I not this wasn't last year. It was the two years before that. So it was what three years ago. Right? Yeah. This will be next year, correct? Yeah, yeah. next year. Yeah, right next year. So I went to that, and I saw a company called Three Disc. This company, 3DISC, were three people that broke off from 3Shape, and they started a new digital scanning company called 3DISC Scanner. And I thought it was called a Heron Scanner. And I looked at it, I go, wow, pretty cool. And I go to hold up the handpiece, I go, wow, that's really light. They go, actually, it doesn't work. It's just a proof of concept. So oh, finally, two years later, I get the unit shipped to me, and I have to tell you, it's like, it's literally like, uh, you know, one plus one equals two. And then on the second day, one plus one comes out and it spits out three. You know, <laughs> problem here. So we sent that back and they got more work to do. Um, but, you know, those were the two scanners that I would say stay with. It, it really is now when you I really just respect the fact it, you have the balls to answer it. Like, I like to, Blake knows I do this to everybody. <laughs> like, sure, just like see okay. if you'll, you'll, you'll go with it. Say what well, you, you don't, don't know like. me, You know why? Because you don't know me that well. I'm called the heavy, even though I don't weigh that I much. I want to get to know you better. I like you. Things, <laughs> I'll say the things. Oh, I got one for you. So I was just saying this the other day. I'll say the things that nobody else will say because I kind of look at dentistry like the mafia. Have you heard my story on this God, one? So is. Let, yeah, because we got to wrap. I want to hear this story. This we is got to wrap. Okay, I'll give you this one. No, last no, thing. I want this. I want this. 
Okay, so the story is that you look at the you look at dentistry and you say, okay, they're the Godfathers, and the Godfathers are people like Michael Cohen from Seattle Study Club, people like Frank Spear and John Coyce, and it was uh, Gordon Christensen and and the late Pete Dawson, and you look at these people and they're the Godfathers of dentistry, right? I mean, there's sure. a few others on sure, yeah, yeah. you know, Dennis Tarnow. I mean, just unbelievable people. Okay, and so they're in charge. They run their academies, they run their teaching institutes, they run their schools, what, and everything trickles down from them. Then you've got the made men, the people who work for them, who are basically untouchable, right? They, they're already, mm-hmm. right, exactly. They've moved up. Uh, they're, they're, they're the fellows of the Aesthetic Academy. They're members of the Restorative Academy. They're members of the Fixed Pros. They're, you know, all these guys who have titles and they sure. run academies. Sure. And, and, and then underneath them are the wise guys. The problem with the wise guys trying to work their way up to made men is you can get whacked. And yeah. if you say the wrong thing, if you piss off the wrong godfather, they if you shit play. on somebody, if you, you tell people the truth instead of lying to their face, you get whacked. And that's why people disappear off the lecture circuit or you don't see them publish or get used by any companies anymore. Yeah. Well, when I say this, and I say this with a lot of, um, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it that with a lot of humor, don't take me so seriously or literally take seriously. <laughs> I, I'm, I've, I've kind of moved up to the made man kind of thing. Hell yeah. Because the truth is the truth is I've done what I want to do in my career and I'm not looking to be a godfather. I'm not looking to run, you know, a teaching facility and I've achieved what I want to achieve in my career where I'm members of these academies and I can't get whacked anymore. So what happens yeah. is I get to say what I want to say. So it, I go back to DIA. I got up on that stage and I said some brutal truths to people. Were you in the room, Blake, when I said them? I can't remember most of DIA, so I don't think but I that was because of the booze. That was only because the booze. Well, that's well, the okay, beauty so, of being the organizer. You get to run around like a madman and remember none of this awesome event that everybody gets to talk about. <laughs> well, I gave a line that actually we'll, we'll wrap up. And I, I said to everybody, you know, everybody wants to be this or that, or you want to sure. be looked upon a certain way, or you want to become a member of the restorative academy, whatever. And you say, the problem is that everybody wants a shortcut to greatness. Yeah. Every, there is no I shortcut want. to greatness. And afterwards, I, I saw I, there were probably 25 people that came up to me after the presentation. And I thought, oh boy, here we go. They're going to put me in a guillotine. <laughs> not at that me, meeting. Not at that meeting. They came, but I didn't know that. And they came up to me and they go, oh my gosh, that was the best thing I've heard in a long time. I loved your honesty. I loved how you told it because nobody else would say the things that you said from the podium. And I said, oh, well, thanks so much. I took a gamble. I didn't know it would go over that well. And, And I really appreciated the opportunity. And I wanted to help all the young people there because what I don't like is when people try to tell you to do something when they know it's not in your best interest and they're just kind of yanking your chain. I don't yeah. believe in that. I believe just that spoonful right of bullshit. Like, ah, oh. and I can't. <laughs> I'm done eating. Shit. I know I say I'm done eating shit sandwiches. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I love that. And that you did. Awesome. I had. I did hear a lot of great things about your talk because of that. Because you know, I think that what people learn about our audience is that you know, and, and I, I attribute this the same thing Barstool Sports is doing with their audience. You treat the audience yeah. as they're intelligent, then you will succeed. And the audience has always been treated as if they're idiots. And a lot of dentistry has been like, just come on, be a pawn, nod your head, play along. And it's yes. not the way that it really is. And we've gotten so much transparency because of social media now and podcasts and, and, and these different things that we're seeing in the technology that now the BS can be siphoned out, right? Like, and, and, and the real right. authenticity. Filtered out. Yeah. You yep. can clearly see, well, you know, it sticks out like a turd in a punch bowl now. Right. It's another one for you. 100%. So I, I, you know, we, we have got, got, we've gotten to a point where you can't, you have to be your authentic, genuine self. You cannot bullshit people anymore. Yeah. And if you do, you're going to get caught. And when you get caught, you're going to get ostracized and you got nobody to blame by your, but yourself. So yep. just be yourself, be authentic, tell people the truth. Don't bullshit them along the way. And you, you can't be Paula Abdul with her clap. You're great. You're great. Not everybody is great. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to tell people that wasn't that good, you know, yeah. and you're not doing it to hurt their feelings. You're doing it so that they can make a course correction to get back on track, to become better than they are. Isn't yeah. that the goal in life every day? Yeah, you want to get I, up and be better than you were? 
I would say that the players are the same, but the game has changed, right, Blake? Oh, you get know? out of here with the McGruber. <laughs> and, and, and the honesty as opposed to, like, doing whatever the corporations tell you to do, right? Now you have to be honest. Like, it's flipped. The scales have switched. So, well, people are in control of their own personal brand now. I mean, yeah. it, they have their own audience and platform. They don't need the companies like they did before. And that's, They come out of dental school now with their own personal brand, which yep. is so um, impactful and astonishing to me when I saw this. Yep. And they're so far ahead of the game, they don't even know it. But it's very yes. impressive. I love, I love that. Because when you I own a practice, it. that's a brand. And if you have that coming into it, you have a concept of what that is. Like, and, that's and the new. older dentists are struggling with that because they never developed a brand. 100%. They were no different from the other guy down the street. But now they're angry. X, Y, and Z family dentistry. Brand. No brand. No brand yeah. at all or what you do differently. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares about that. you got to do something that stands out that's different. Not screwing people over and doing, no. unne- you know, we have a big problem now with unnecessary dentistry and overdiagnosed sure. dentistry. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the way you look. We dress in black every day. I mean, me and Ramsey yeah. dress in black. We wear black t-shirts and black slacks with black gloves and a black mask. We're the men in black. The okay. Johnny Cash yeah, of dentistry. Yeah, that's what's up. The Johnny Cash of dentistry. Oh, got to walk the line. <laughs> Dude, this is a lot of fun, man. I'm Honestly, like, on. yeah, we can awesome. go on forever, but we got we to gotta wrap this, is this awesome. one. We'll probably that's hang great. out longer online. This is our long, our longest one yet, I think. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. our longest episode yet. I'll oh, go. yeah. Is that going to be good or bad? Are people going to go click or are they going to say, We oh, don't care as long as we enjoy it. <laughs> so it's true. Well, I had a great time. And thanks for having me on. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot oh, of fun. Oh, no. Uh, I love you, man. Like I, we got to do talk more because like, I do want to have like people I like, I wasn't bullshitting. I want you to come up now. I'll be the one love spending bio money. We don't have any, I have to spend my own now, but like, that's (laughs) fine. We'll have a good time. That's all I care about. (laughs) Well, okay. We'll do it. We'll we'll definitely do it. That's a fast flight to, to Atlanta. It's a fast flight. It's an hour and 15 minute flight. It's, uh, it's easy. I'd love to do it. I look forward to hang out when life gets back to, it won't be the same. Life is going to be a little different on the other side of this. Um, it'll be a new normal and we'll adjust to it and we'll be yeah. fine. You know, six yeah. months from now, we'll look back on the blip and we'll say, wow, that kind of sucked. It was kind of good in some parts and it kind of sucked, but we're back to it and we'll get yeah. our lives back and it'll be good. Players are the same, but the game's changed. So just got to hey. end with that. And we'll Stop catch you next Stop time on the okay. All In Podcast. <laughs> okay. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.